fucking kid. Eliza! What the hell is wrong with you? You too, bitch! Issa, what the fuck? You want some too? <laughs>
uh, not they, but Issa in particular would be torn in this moment. And something would shift in her as soon as she learned that Mm -hmm. he was back in LA. And it happened, I mean, not even 10 seconds into the episode. Here it goes. Here it fucking goes. And while it's going, Issa and Nathan are getting it in and... Uh, she is dropping some very mm. not subtle hints about <laughs> all the things that Nathan loves. Her whole mood switches up when that he fails awkward. to catch on. It was like, because girl, you're literally on this man's dick right now. Talking about what else do you love? What else do you love? Like, what do you want to say? You want it to be like gumbo, bitch. <laughs> now, here's my question to you. Do you think she would have been as aggressive in this uh, this ride <laughs> if she had not seen Lawrence's mm-hmm. post. Absolutely not. Okay. She wanted to make sure that the dick she had claimed was the dick that Come was on. for her. And at, because she gave up the love of her life. Come on. She gave up she the person she really affirmed. wanted to be with, which again, I I maintain she should have broke up with that nigga. She <laughs> should have left Lawrence. But she wanted to feel like she left Lawrence for something that felt more like a sure thing. Meanwhile, Nathan has no idea what the fuck she's talking about. Right. And even afterwards, when he's sitting there telling her about somebody in the neighborhood who got a coyote on a leash, she's real, like, distant. And he's trying to check in with her, and she just won't say what is on her mind. And I'm like, Issa, please, we're in our 30s. Please, just say something. Just say it. But she, she knows what that feels like. Because remember when Nathan wasn't communicating with her about the stuff mm-hmm. he was feeling and going through. She knows firsthand that that's shitty and it makes shit worse. But here she it goes. Pulling but here the same she goes. Card. Mm-hmm. Yes. And speaking of Nathan, back at the shop, all the barbers are in a discussion about Suge. And, you know, apparently Suge just shows up whenever the fuck he feels like it. <laughs> and steals Even, food. And, yep. <laughs> and Moby meal prepping, okay? <laughs> He ain't got time for that bullshit. <laughs> but apparently he's a celeb barber because all these celebs, they say he brings around. I'm like, wait, what? How? Yeah, should be stealing lunches, but he also got James Harden to come through. So it's not all bad. You know, Arik is reminding the niggas, y'all got to chill. It's not all terrible. However, the real life implications are that Suge's clients are sitting here and they need a fucking cut. Like, if you come home without a haircut, your girlfriend is going to think you fucking cheating on okay. her. Because where have you been for the past so two hours? So what were you doing then? Yes. <laughs> All them damn hours, bro. Yes. But I knew as soon as the customer piped up, I knew that it was going to be an issue because of niggas and that barber code shit where you can't cut Literally what I wrote down hair. in my notes. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> he's, crossing the, he's crossing the picket line. You know, they put right. that big rat in New York City in front of the... <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're fucking crossing the line you know you're not supposed to break the barber code the nigga code however nathan is like you know i'm gonna take one for the team i i know it's gonna be heat but i got you come on because i don't want to mm. ruin your happy home i said well this won't end well but all right nathan at all i'm not mad at it i'm not mad at it you were being an adult about the situation bro this is a man who ate pizza with sand on it and ran towards right. the beach during an earthquake. Yeah. This so, is who you want to smoke with. Okay, Nathan. Yeah, you know, you're trying it with perhaps the wrong nigga, but you're trying it, and I admire that. <laughs> yes. So back at the hospital, Issa is being a great friend while Molly's away, passing out dinners, you know, to her family, Aww. a jerk chicken plate so for her dope. dad. Vegan mac and cheese for Jerome, because Dr. Sebi said cow cheese is toxic. <laughs> 
Mm, you I know said, I died of <laughs> friend. I know you thought of me. That's <laughs> I did, All except right. you know, Fran believes in science also. <laughs> but you know, cow cheese it's a it's a discussion worth having. However, <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it. Oh, said, shit. Even went to the trouble of getting an extra thigh for Curtis, who uh, mm-hmm. is parking the car with Kim. So, <laughs> calm your puss, Miss Girl. Kim, who? Right. <laughs> According to Issa. Thank you so much for this. I'm just having a hard time concentrating over here. Any changes with mom? No changes. The doctor says she's stable and resting. How's the retreat? It's fine. I guess it's good that I'm here. I'd already missed so much work as is, but honestly, I feel so guilty. Like, East. What if she never wakes up? What if I miss her last moments? Molly, that's not happening. Your mom knows you love her. And your family don't even miss you. Your dad was like, who's Molly? And I was like, your daughter. (laughs) Please, go handle your business. All right, I'll try. Hey, Curtis. I got you the chicken and salmon plate, and I remember the barbecue sauce on the side. Girl, stop trying to fuck my brother. He's married. He has a child. Hey. You know what? Give me a hug before my wife and kids show up. <laughs> OMG. So I thought, you know, she was going to have a moment with her mama. And here we see Molly at work stressing about her mama. Like, it just makes no sense, girl. But she looked good. She did. Looked incredible. And while Molly is stressing, Issa is reassuring her once again, saying, chill out. It's fine. Don't worry about your mom. Your family don't even miss you. Your daddy was like, Molly who? So please. (laughs) Issa's so funny. (laughs) Right. Relax yourself. And when Curtis shows up, Issa got a little bit flirty. And Curtis even indulged in talking about, let me get a hug before my wife get up here. (laughs) I said... Everybody, please calm down. I completely <laughs> felt Molly in that situation where she was like, please get off my brother. That's so gross. But when Torian stepped out of that room and was like, hey, we need to get going, she hung up, but not before telling all Curtis's business. I'm like, now, do we need to go that far? I get that this Issa is not like, HIPAA, but my but business. But I was at Issa looking over at him like, you got herpes? Like, <laughs> Molly, you, right. you, mind, you mind your vagine, okay? I, I took offense. <laughs> I said, you mind your business. Don't worry about what Issa and Curtis got going on. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, very next shot is our girl, Koya, back again. She's with Issa. They're on their way to a meeting. They pick up an L.A. magazine, and it turns out the block got a shout-out. Come on. Yes, moving on up. They feeling good and confident as they walk into the Anthology Collective. They're all ready to pitch them as the new face of Nothing But Water. But it does not take long before one of them is like, wait a minute, The Block, where have I heard that name before? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Crenshaw, let us know. They said, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, you did that thing with Crenshaw? Oh, okay. So then the girls get dismissed real quick. We don't care how hype you were. We don't care how many names you dropped. (laughs) They straight up said, we'll think about it, girl. We'll (laughs) think about it. That's deep. No, it's not. It means that's the end of this conversation. We literally will never speak to you again. It kills me because Issa turned to her like, oh, I didn't see this coming. Which is so crazy because, girl, have you ever met the internet? You thought, (laughs) like... No. Don't get me wrong. thought that was going to pass like most people do. Yeah, and I get Issa is our protagonist here, but she frequently makes decisions that don't make no fucking sense because... (laughs) How, after all this time, have you still not figured out 
that you should apologize or try to make things right with Crenshaw. And I'm like, damn, bitch, it's been too long for you to still be this pig-headed about it, but now the consequences are rearing, and she's going to have to yep. do something at this yep. point. Because now even you're losing out on opportunities. Yep, yeah. even though. And I think it's, it's too late. E, way too late to fix it, but here goes Issa isa <laughs> Right. Well, at her retreat, Molly and the other attorneys are having some drinks at the end of the day, and in typical Molly fashion... She still has not told anybody what's really going on with her personal life. So when Torian catches her texting on the phone and accuses her of working, she plays it off like she was about to take a picture. Like, oh, everybody get together. Like, bitch, you know, isn't we don't have to type to take a picture. But OK, you played it <laughs> off. And I tip my hat to that. I really wanted her to say something. I like I really wanted her to tell them what was going on, even though I admit that right now when everybody is winding down at the end of the day, having some drinks, this is not a good time. But I really wanted her to just tell them what's going on. And I don't yeah. know what, yeah, I don't know what's holding her back. It's no different than, I remember how she felt about her mom. Just some people just want to figure it out mm. all on their own. Don't yeah. want to tell nobody. I maybe she just didn't want them to feel bad for her. And, and like you said last week, she knew that if she told Torian, he was probably going to make her go back home. And opt mm, out of this right, make her sit down that. somewhere exactly mm -hmm. right. Well, Molly and BJ are the newbies at the firm, so they have to play first impressions. And BJ's first impression of Molly, you know, happened back in college. So everybody picked up on a bunch of innuendo that wasn't necessarily <laughs> there. But you know, I love black people. Of course, this is how we do. But I love that Molly was like, well, when I first got to the firm, my impression was that y'all didn't fuck with me. And everybody was like, correct, bitch. Remember DocuSign? <laughs> Remember DocuSign? <laughs> Remember when you were like, my old firm had five different nut milks and a steamer. <laughs> I'm crying. And I do remember that. And I do remember saying, Molly, girl, don't come over here telling us about how the white man's water is colder. Bitch, shut up. <laughs> so they really didn't fuck with her back then, but it's all good now. And Torian is like, all right, new drinking game. Anybody who's a lawyer has to take a shot. You know, we drinking top shelf shit. The partners are paying. So let's get fucked up. And I said, oh, I see where this is going. I had a feeling. I said but... I see exactly where this is going because Molly is stressed. She's stressed with mm -hmm. work. Yep. And yep. she's stressed at home. So she's finna get fucking drunk. And the very she's next shot. She's need a dopamine hit and cut to the <laughs> next scene. She don't know where the fuck she's at. Baby. When you wake up in the same clothes you had on the night before. With someone's watch. Never, and, a, never and, her, and you saw her sleeve up on her shoulder. I was yeah. like, what happened? And all them little empty mini bottles. That means you came back to the room and and continued to get fucked up. <laughs> I said, oh, girl, you meant that shit. I said, is that... I, oh, so first of all, at this point, we don't know who's watch, but is this Skittles? What is this in the bed? Very mean. Very mean. Your clothes are half off. Again, the clothes you had on the night before. And when she stumbles her way, you know, to the main area and tries to order some breakfast, the rest of the attorneys are already there. They had a team building exercise that didn't go great that morning but it's cool that molly missed it and she tried to play it off about where she found the watch but um <laughs> what you don't know that everybody else there does is that torian escorted your drunk ass back to your room and uh since you don't remember we're gonna go ahead and roll that beautiful bean footage <laughs> 
so that I you can be that, reminded. Though. I can't lie. <laughs> like, please don't record me while I'm drunk and wilding out at a party. Because you know surprised. what happens. I'm it's, not I mean, it's the day and age we're in. But come on, bro. They had like three whole videos of her right. wilding the fuck out. Yeah, no. she was like, oh, you got you got extra you got extra footage. You got more, okay. <laughs> Be Thankfully, shit. right. Thankfully, she and Torian didn't fuck around. But I think it's that, you know, this, we live in an age of videoing, recording everything. And yeah. also, they've never seen Molly be that real ever. Molly do not get personal at work. True. So. I forget that they don't know right. this side of her. Right. She's molly pocket over here right she's type a <laughs> as shit so mm-hmm. definitely not I the type to that. let her guard down like that around co-workers and um looking around it seems like she's the only person who is uncomfortable with this everybody else is just like yeah bitch you was lit bitch they're like bitch that's a friday <laughs> right and she's the Any only other one friday Feeling weird about it, but I think looking around, seeing how chill everybody else is about it, the fact that they're not judgmental or like trying to make her feel bad for it is maybe deep down inside getting her to realize that she can be more of a human in the workplace. Come on. Come you don't on. have to just be Molly the robot. You know, you can be Molly the girl and be fun sometimes, bitch. It's fun. So like right? every now and then. Right. Uh, well, speaking of fun, Issa is at Crenshaw's workspace. Absolutely nobody in the building oh. is fucking with her. <laughs> Except for the, except for homeboy with the snacks, he's fucking with the snacks. I mean, he not before he called her Issa D liar, which was funny. She was like, "You got that, you right? Got that." But he do take a brownie, you right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, when Crenshaw came out from the back, Issa was like, "You know, I want to clear the air. I feel like we both said some things that caused drama, but Crenshaw's fine ass cut her off real quick and was like, "You know what? Don't tell me what I said, like." <laughs> I know I probably should have handled the NBW situation differently, but I just want to put that behind us. And I would love to work with you again. Let me stop you real quick. I just want you to see it from my perspective. You was more concerned with your bag than my art. So yeah, I popped off on the gram, but instead of you apologizing, you slid in my DMs with the bullshit. I mean, you can't be mad at me for still being mad. That's not how it works. Plus, it's our first time really talking anyway. That's why I'm present here before you. Brownies in hand. Probably me. You need some. Huh? Crenshaw, you're dragging my company, which means you're dragging me, and that's impacting my ability to help the community. We don't want that kind of help. Why are you being so unreasonable? You came to me and you said you just needed one opportunity to go to the next level. And then I told you that I couldn't keep driving lift and, and juggling the block. And now you're coming at me like I'm trying to sabotage you when I was trying to help us both? You remember we both went to Skies? We was vibing, talking about the culture, how we want to shift communities. Man, that shit was inspiring, Issa. Felt like we was in the trenches together. And we were. But that shit you did with MBW, man, that, that shit was fucked up. You ain't had my back at all. But you made them choices. So own them. Still has yeah, never even line, apologized for her shit. They literally Jeez. have not even talked since that night. And so that's why he knows your olive branch brownies are really just here because you need something. I said, And that's the part her. that bothered me because she <laughs> did need something. She did. <laughs> this absolutely she did. had nothing to do with them. Nope. 
clearing the air for right. shit. And he it called not, it. Yes. He called it, which is going to only make shit worse. Because she, you know, at this point, what can she say? Like, yeah, actually, right. I was trying to sign your friends and you was talking shit. <laughs> right. And we all know that Issa is not good about admitting when she's wrong. For right. real. Especially in a professional capacity. Oh, and girl. so... This Even could have gone so differently, man. It could have if Issa was just a little bit more of an adult. Because she wants Crenshaw to stop dragging the block. She says he's being unreasonable. And, you know, they were trying to build together. But he counteracts that. You know, like, when you came to me, we was talking about culture and inspiring the community. And what you pulled was some messy bullshit. And in the end, you didn't have my back. You made your choices. So you need to own it. But but not only that, she also inspired yes, the new, new line of sweatshirts with integrity across the fucking chest. Which I want one. How do we um get those printed? Yeah, Thank you. I understand y'all probably just made like five. But and I'll take one. I have five. one, please. So good. I'll cash up you guys. But <laughs> this was really interesting because instead of humbling herself, Issa just picks up her olive brownies and decides to leave. And I'm like, still no apology! Because it's had nothing to do with him. She just wanted another bag. That's just Girl, the issue. She but, don't get it. She don't but get if it. you can... Okay, but at this point, it's affecting your ability to grow the brand. So if right. you don't understand that you owe this man, even... You don't even have to be like, I was dead wrong. If, if that's not what you want to say. But you do owe him a, as a representative of you, the artist, and about some real Black shit. Like, this was supposed to be about community, and community should have been above anything else. My bad. I dropped the ball. I'm glad it worked out overall. I hope you can see the benefits of it. And I pledge to you in the future, I will always have your back first and foremost. Could have gone such a long way, but she And she could have had a real convo and told him straight up, "Ah, this is all brand new for me, you know? And it's very hard when you're trying to get up and running as a new company to to say no to, quote unquote, the bags when you don't have anything. Right. Could have kept it real, told him it was a misstep, but guess what? Now I'm going to build on this misstep and moving forward. It just won't happen again. Right. Heart to heart. But yes. like you said. I should have trusted the art. I should have trusted the blackness. I should have been there for you and been uh, able to rep for you, period, instead of just coming and to you I and being not. like, this is what white people want. So right, right. Like, girl, fuck them white people. Let's do it and anyway. And it's something that I'm sure he would have understood because it happens. You know, it happens when you're new in fields. You're just right. trying to figure out how to speak up, how to find your voice and your and your role in all this shit. So, mm-hmm. But we know Issa's insecure <laughs> about... Uh, <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> everything really but you know we yeah. remember flashing back to the first episode when she was at Stanford talking about knowing how you're on the right path I'm sure that that made her feel like she needed to kind of maybe grind harder or be more commercially successful you know regardless of what it took to get there but you can't yeah. stab niggas in the back on your way and think niggas are still gonna support you real niggas are not gonna Girl. do that so <laughs> and then I, and then I'm being rough. a cop and not being accountable for it. So it looks like you're doubling right. down. Exactly. Like Crenshaw said, own your choices. You could have been Hello. like, yep, that is exactly what I did. I, I chased the bag because of contracts and because money and because money and exposure are the reasons we're doing this. And that's what we got out of it. And I'm sorry. Right. 
that I disrespected you in the process and we can change things going forward. But hell yeah, I did that. But Issa want to play like she was completely in the right and Crenshaw just needs to... (laughs) I need to chill the fuck out. This is really a theme here. You're seeing the theme of her having to own her choices. Even with her and and Nathan and how hard she was trying to ride him to get him Mm -hmm. to say things. This is a theme. We see it. We get it. Well, back... Yeah, back at the shop, everybody else, all the other barbers are paying their booth rent when Shook <laughs> finally makes a fucking appearance. But you know what? He ain't got his rent, bitch, because Nathan do. I said, here we fucking go. <laughs> oh, God. As soon as he pulls up with his mouth. Yes, as soon as he did, since Nathan want to poach clients and shit. Now, of course, <laughs> Nathan was just trying to help out, but Suge ain't trying to hear none of that shit. But thankfully, Nathan is not on his own with this. Mo backs him up, talking about, you know, you very inconsistent. Risha, like, you don't sweep or nothing. Like, you don't dust bust or nothing, nigga. Like, we be doing all the upkeep around here. And Arik is definitely trying to play the mediator and just wants everybody to chill out. But Suge is standing 10 toes down on his shit, okay? Wasn't none of y'all saying none of this shit till Nathan showed up. And this is my shit. I was going to bring Wu-Tang through next week so everybody could eat. But now I'm eating by myself, bitch. Munch, munch. And I'm just like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Niggas, I can tell because the shit really started to go left when Nathan told Shig to shut his whining ass up. I said, oh, no. Oh, no. Is it going to be gunshots? Because <laughs> <laughs> you just never know. But instead you of know, gunshots. <laughs> well, girl. it was gunshots. But just, I mean, you know, metaphorically. Right. Because... <laughs> Suge started taking shots at Nathan's bipolar diagnosis, calling him crazy, saying, Which you know, was so jacked up on Yeah, thing. talking about Risha, you know, you could save that lavender, give it to Nathan, because, you know, this nigga need to inhale, exhale, and, and get that bipolar under control. Thankfully, a client Mm-mm. walked in to, to ease things where they were, because it was definitely about to turn physical. But, I mean, as much as I hated this scene... It's very real that niggas right. will take your mental illness and throw it in your face anytime they have an issue with you. That is which also is crazy because Suge is supposed to be his homie, like Child. that's next, but level. not really. But he's really not, you know. And that's that's true. Coworkers aren't homies always, <laughs> right? It shouldn't be. I mean, we are, <laughs> <laughs> right? Me and Fred are. (laughs) But this was so rude and like it was just really disrespectful. Especially because Nathan's complaints have nothing to do with bipolar and everything to do with Suge being an inconsistent barber. You can't be mad at somebody else taking your client if you wasn't going to bring your ass and to had work. And there for hours and hours. had another client waiting on top of right. that. So to right. not be accountable, you just going to point fingers. Like, he, yeah. yeah, he got super ugly. That was cool It was all. really lazy of him, really irresponsible, and I completely understood why Nathan was so pissed. Um, mm-hmm. I would have quit, honestly, yeah, if it were honestly, me. I would have walked just out. just been like, let me yep. go and get that boo friend back. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been the end of me. No way. No way. Well, uh, back at the retreat, Molly and Torian are about to do their presentation, but unfortunately, she's still not able to focus on what's going on. Her brother texted her as soon as they got started. And so Molly is just like completely spacing out while she is supposed to be talking about the company and their strengths and all this shit. She really tried to push through, but then she got another text from Curtis and was just like, um... And the um, strengths and the 
the such as. <laughs> and I hate it. You know why I hate it? Because I had a feeling something mm-hmm. told me Curtis is texting about some bullshit. You but know because it. because she's already on edge, it's yep. going to make it so much more amplified in right. that moment. Exactly. Oh, because under any other circumstances, Molly would have had her phone, if not on Do Not Disturb, she would have had it on airplane mode or even back in the room. Her, right. her phone would have never been a distraction for something so important. But thankfully, Torian steps in and he lets Molly play the supporting role. And that night, he playfully teases her about it when he was like, damn, my back's still hurting, you know. <laughs> 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 One of us had to do all the fucking work today, girl. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Turns out Curtis really did not want nothing for real. Niggas talking about literally nothing. Like I thought. (laughs) Right. Yes. But Torian asks what's really going on. And finally, Molly opens up. It's my mom. She had a stroke. Oh, fuck me. I'm sorry. How's she doing? Uh, Stable. But she still hasn't woken up. You, you had this going on the entire time? Yeah. I know. I'm an, I'm an idiot for trying to do everything. No, no, I, I get it. You remember last year in the new co-case? Yeah. Well, my older brother was going through cancer treatments, and I was a wreck. Are you serious? I, wow, I didn't even notice. You still manage to keep it all together and still be rude as shit, like always. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Work can't matter more than real life. We're on the same team. If you ever need anything. I appreciate that. Really, thank you. Weirdly, it actually feels good to be talking about this. We never get personal, huh? Not at all. <laughs> now look at these I two assholes. Two peas in a pod. Right. In a dumbass pod. <laughs> right. Because when Molly was like, oh, wow, you managed to keep it all together and still be rude as shit. I said, hmm, who else do we know like that? <laughs> <laughs> but I was so happy in the scene that she finally just said something. God Me damn. too, girl. I was relieved. And I was relieved that she managed to get through the presentation right. without like, completely embarrassing herself Mm -hmm. and also told somebody what was going on so that it made sense because for Molly to drop the ball is completely out of character so Torian reminds her that work can't matter more than real life and she should always reach out if she needs anything and Molly really seems genuinely grateful for you know this very first time personal moment they are having okay because Torian didn't even know she had a family (laughs) he was like I would have thought you had like a cat (laughs) <laughs> Which, I mean, you're not too far off. And we, Dog, wait, no. But yeah. Because when she was like Flavor Flav, like the rapper, and he was like, I... I know who that is. I know who... I mean, no shade. I, I, I wouldn't have thought he knew who that was either. I mean, okay. So, rude. But <laughs> he's mean. still black. <laughs> Friend, that's rude. I mean... <laughs> but also, do you think I mean the other Flavor Flav? Of course, you mean the fucking rapper, girl. But... <laughs> A nice little moment where Molly gets to let out what's going on. She feels better because she told somebody uh, uh, therapy. Right. And right. And it's giving her and Torian a chance to get closer and for him to see her a little bit more like a human being and less like a professional robot. So 
wonderful moment for Molly. Uh, too bad we can't say the same for Issa D, who <laughs> is picking up some food and feeling really down from the day's events when Condola pops up behind her, ready to drag. Uh, see, now this one, I, I, I was already scarred from the opening yeah, scene. So you and knew. I was like, I can't trust it. Can't right. trust it. Right. And why the fuck she hungry when I'm hungry? Right. (laughs) Honestly, that was what let me know. I was like, okay, drink penguins. Exactly, exactly. And Condola gets into it immediately. Okay, bitch, looks like we had the same taste. I said, oh, 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 don't we? So, yeah, uh, Dream Condola thanks Issa for handing Lawrence right back to her with no fight. She even says, I appreciate your choices, bringing us back to what Crenshaw said earlier that day. Oh, and uh, do you happen to like my engagement ring? It's not that goofy mall 25 cent bullshit he got for you, girl. It's a real fucking ring. And now he makes a billion dollars a month and his (laughs) his dick is even two inches bigger, bitch. Not a billion dollars a month. And Issa trying to take it. You're like, oh, I'm happy for you. And (laughs) trying to take it like a risk. She's like, oh, you know that long stroke you like, bitch, it's longer. (laughs) I really feel for Issa because this really does happen when you're someone you are with moves on and you start remembering them very different in the words of Kelly. Very you're not different. going. You're not going back to depressed who sat Don't on the couch all day okay. and didn't get a haircut and was like, "You're not going back to Best Buy, Lawrence. You thinking about Tech Lawrence, it. right? <laughs> Child, Condola even got her fucking food first. <laughs> she said that's just the way it goes. That's just what happens. And told Issa to own her choices as she roundhouse kicks her in the face and walks off. I said, Uh, this theme though okay Issa own your fucking choices you chose to leave Lawrence own that Mm -hmm. you chose to disrespect Crenshaw own that you chose to tell Nathan I love you three hours into the relationship own that he did not say it back own that that. (laughs) oh lord Issa has a lot to think about as she comes Mm -hmm. back to reality um and meanwhile, Molly is back in her hotel room when Curtis FaceTimes and mommy's away. Yay! So beautiful. I almost shed a tear. She can't talk no. yet, but she does give Molly a little wave. And you can see the relief flooding just all through Ooh, her. She can. Girl. Because you don't even realize how much you're carrying around emotionally when you're in something like that until it mm-hmm. ends. Until you're like. Okay, you know, still a long road ahead, but mommy might be home as soon as tomorrow. And Curtis tells her, you know, chill. You don't have to change nothing. We got it. I you love know, that. We'll see too. you at the house as soon as you get back to LA. Yes, because Molly needs to understand that she is not the only capable adult in the world. Okay, and she has a support system. <laughs> yes. They exist. You have brothers yes. who have been there, who are there, and are telling you to sit the fuck down. It's right. fine. And you Come could on, have Molly. a support system at work, too, if you would just let niggas know that you're human. <laughs> you would talk. Right. right. <laughs> so Molly is busy praising God when Torian knocks on the door with a swag bag that he had to hustle, you know, out of the partners. And she's so relieved with this news about her mama that she hugs him, which truly 
I mean, I was shocked. I it said, was genuine, too. That's how you yeah. knew that cortisol flush had calmed the fuck down. Oh, yeah. She was like, I'm going to hug you. <laughs> but, you know, of course, Torian is happy for her. And there's a very brief moment where it looks like they might kiss after they come out of this hug. Uh, but I know. More than kiss. So I was like, oh, shit. I said, uh, right, here we go. This is about to get nasty, but they do keep it professional. You know, they try to play it off talking about mugs. Torian talking about, my mom had a mug. Like, okay, nigga. <laughs> I love that the scene cut right there. That was such yeah. an insecure scene. And I love that both of them were being so weird because it made me feel like, okay, maybe Torian is the one for for Molly, you know? Maybe we've been looking all this time. That would be interesting. right under her fucking nose, right? Right. So... I think I actually I actually do think when it comes to Molly and Torian, I'm here for this. I am. You know why I like it? Because Torian doesn't strike me as someone who would be super oppressed, you know, right. and he understands or intimidated her, easily or intimidated e- easily. He understands her lifestyle clearly. So they hit yeah. a lot of the similar cylinders where I think this this would be dope. I, I feel like yeah. she's going to consider it. I know we're kind of jumping into predictions a little we early, are. but we are. But I was happy I see for her. Yeah, yeah, I see it. It seems like a pretty good matchup. When right. they say and, equally yoked matter. Okay. Yes. All right. Go off Bible. But yes. <laughs> what a wonderful way for Molly to end the retreat. Unfortunately, though, Issa is not having a great ending to her day. Oh, what a day, girl. This was a little difficult to watch. So Issa's at Nathan's with the food that she picked up when Fake Condola beat her ass. Um, but he asks her if she's good and she blows it off talking about, oh, it's just work drama and quickly switches the conversation to Molly's mama and the leashed coyote that she saw instead. And I'm just like, once again, I want you to say something like just like I was saying earlier in the episode with Molly, I want you to tell Torian, I want you to actually tell Nathan what's going on with you, because yeah. then the rest of this conversation would have gone very differently. But right. of course she didn't. And so when she asked Nathan about him, he's being real about what he's going through, talking about the shit he's going through at the shop and the drama being really garbage and how he doesn't know if it's worth it to stick around in L.A. And so now Issa is triggered and talking about how, you know, I told you I loved you and you ain't say nothing. And was we just not even going to have a conversation? And Nathan is like, I know you're not on this bullshit right now. And I'm like, oh, no, no. So that's what it is. What? I told you I loved you, and we didn't even discuss it. Were you just never going to acknowledge that? Are you serious right now? You always trying to call me out for something. Because you're always avoiding something. I mean, you said that you might leave L.A., and I'm not supposed to have a reaction to that. Oh, all right, so now that it's all about you? You're not even going to ask me what I'm going through? I am. It's just, it feels like I made a choice to commit to this, and it sounds like you're not. This is dumb. You know how I feel about you. Then why are you being so defensive? Because you telling me that I'm not committed. You the one that's been all inconsistent. What does that mean? It means you crying in my mouth one minute, then telling me that you want me the next minute. Then you want to take things slow. Now you telling me you love me. What do you want from me? You all over the place. And and you know what? This part kind of threw me because I do think 
it sucked that she inserted herself in this moment when he was clearly sharing what mm-hmm. he was experiencing, especially after giving her the opportunity to speak right. on her day. And she chose not to. But I mean, come on, you saying there's nothing worth it for you in L.A.? That's shitty to say. Of course, I'm going to feel a way about it because yeah, I'm Yeah, regardless, LA. regardless mm-hmm. of if I told you I love you or not, you know, I feel like that's just a weird thing to hear from right. someone that you just who just told your mom, yes, I'm her boyfriend. And when you confirmed with him, oh, you didn't have mm-hmm. to say that. He was like, no, I wanted to say that and I meant it. And now nothing is worth it for him in L.A. Right. Well, you know, like most conflict scenes on Insecure, both parties are wrong in this situation. <laughs> right. <laughs> both That's why villains. I love the show, because this is real. There's no one yeah. person to mm-hmm. consistently root for. There's no one person who's always right. Everybody is human. Right. And, and in this situation, both of them have very good points. And Issa says, you know, of course I was going to take you into consideration here, but I feel like I committed to this and you didn't. And Nathan is like, but you are the one who's inconsistent and all over the fucking place, okay? Crying in my mouth and then you want me and then you want to take it slow and then seven and a half hours later you in love. Like, you are the one who's all over the place. And Issa can't counteract these cold facts. Okay, she's quiet as a mouse. (laughs) Talking about let's just drop it. All right then, nigga, it's dropped. Just like this relationship. Friend, this is the end of Issa and Nathan. I'm calling. No, it. it's not. Oh my god, you know what it is? It is. No, I don't know. Mm-mm. I, I, tr- I don't know. Okay, well, it ended with them dropping it, and I hated that. All them heavy feelings over them good ass plates of food. I hate when that happens. Like, yeah. let me eat in peace. God damn. Right. Now we gotta I mean, eat all it, tense. It was food <laughs> and wine and TV. Uh, we should be having uh, a good time and the couch. <laughs> fucked up my night no but we should be having a good time but i think it's over i do too especially knowing that lawrence is back and the way that she seemed to react when she learned that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well and all i wanted was for Issa to not break nathan's heart but it seems like y'all are just gonna hurt each other's feelings which is great so (sighs) (laughs) i think nathan i don't know if he's actually gonna leave la he might go back to houston he might go somewhere else but I don't see this situation lasting too much longer, and that will free Issa up to get involved in stepmama uh, business, which I also is. really don't want her to do. But <laughs> you're right because we only have, you know what? Yes, I'm yeah. with you on this. We only have what four episodes? Four left? episodes left, yeah. and this could be the the wrap up for Nathan's character. Mm-hmm. You know, him yeah. even throwing that out there that there's nothing for him. And just heading back, maybe fixing things with his family. Because remember yeah. that whole thing with his cousin. And yep. yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think we're going to get one scene maybe where they're saying goodbye and yep. loading the boxes up. And I see it. He's leaving. And then she's going to see Lawrence at something with fucking Chad. And <laughs> oh, God. I just. And they're going to look at each other. And he's gonna come up to her and they're gonna have that talk and yeah they're gonna try again i don't oh! i hope not i really hope not i really <laughs> hope not Issa, <laughs> the fictional character i really want you to not do this because 
That nigga is still a father to a newborn. And even if Condola really don't want him, he is still a father to a newborn. And I just don't want you it's, to attach listen, yourself to that situation. It's going to be hard. Yeah, there's no way around it. It's he's, yeah. His time is going to be extremely limited yes. between a newborn and his job, which already right. was kind of pulling him away because of the tech industry. Like, right. it's regardless of if she wants to make this work or not it is gonna be challenging yeah like just it is he got he got a lot of shit going on okay yeah i don't know if he moved back to la and is working remotely from san francisco or if he just got another job it's not like it's a everybody was like oh my god he moved for his job but like girl it is tech and it is california like (laughs) right he can get a job in la i don't want to hear that shit but yeah i'm with you you though but maybe they won't Maybe they'll take it slow. Maybe they'll take it slow. Uh, Didn't we just see what happened when Issa tried to take it slow? He ain't Lawrence, though. No, mm -mm, no. Them trying to take it slow, Issa gonna be pregnant. And then I will really, I will revolt. (laughs) Issa better not get pregnant by Lawrence. I know that. And if she do, she better go to the chop shop. (laughs) Stop it. No. No, I said what I said. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I, I don't think a pregnancy is coming, but I do Me think either. that they're going no, to be like, we are made for each other mm-hmm. and we're going to figure this out as long as it takes us. Final answer. Fran, I hate That's to say it. it. I, I think they will reconcile, but I do not want it to happen. I, I get it, but you know, the heart wants but I the think heart that, wants. Oh God, straight women love that line. It, we do. <laughs> Y'all be sounding so goofy every time. <laughs> the heart wants what? How come the heart can't want something that makes some goddamn sense? Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> well, we will see as the last four episodes of the final season of oh Insecure my God. Out. What is going to happen? Only Girl, I don't know. My uterus is so nervous, but... <laughs> I will be tuned in next Sunday evening, 10 p.m. on HBO, streaming on HBO Max. Don't forget to join the conversation. Let us know your predictions using hashtag insecurity. That's I-N-S-E-C-U-R-I-T-E-A. Please let us know what you think about what's going on so far. Y'all crack me up in that hashtag every week after the show. Y'all are just... Y'all, y'all been letting us have the it opinions too, are all over the place. <laughs> right? You let me know when you don't agree. You do. Okay. You let me know. Y'all do. Listen. But as long as you keep it respectful, you know you can have whatever opinion yeah, you want. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh Lord. All right, friend. Anything else before we close out the episode? No. I'm just gonna <laughs> wait and see. I'm overwhelmed. This nigga. Girl. This all believing love ass nigga. I just hate to say it. I do think they're gonna get. I I think they're gonna get back together. My I don't crystal want ball it, says yes. Pun intended. Okay. Well, we'll see next week, and we will see y'all then. For listeners with voice assistants in their homes, we've made it even easier to stay up to date with Insecurity. As you can now say, play the podcast Insecurity on your Amazon Alexa or the Google Assistant to listen to the latest episode on your preferred podcast platform. Stream the HBO original Insecure on HBO Max. Insecurity is a Loudspeakers Studios production in association with Team Epiphany. We're your hosts, Crystal and Fran. The executive producers are Chris Morrow and Matt Raz. The producer is Matt Raz. Our associate producer and editor is Tyrell Worley. And the show is engineered by Dwayne Crawford. 
Don't forget to subscribe to Insecurity wherever you get your podcasts. Or check HBO Max to hear the latest episodes as soon as they drop. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs>